Hi guys and welcome back to the 1971 podcast with me Fran Lever. There is two topics I'm going to discuss today and that is online abuse and then just the current situation with England and what I think they are lacking at the moment. I was going to discuss the FA Cup uh, semi-finals leading into the two matches uh, but me being me and not planning ahead enough didn't realise actually the first semi-final is in about three hours of me recording this so the point feels a bit mute to discuss it now because by the time you listen to it one of the semi-finals will probably have happened so I will save all that talk till next week and I hope you enjoy the podcast. So to start with I'm gonna have a bit of an unscripted rant because I'm getting really really annoyed and frustrated and that is the online abuse. What what is going on guys? Why why do people think it's appropriate to bash certain players? And why is it only being like truly highlighted if it's one of their favorite players? Like I'm sick of this excuse like this might sound really blunt and I'm but I'm just being honest because it's what I'm seeing. Why is why is it okay to hate on another player for whatever reason that you don't like because it's opposing team? But when it's one of your own players, it's like, oh, their mental health, though, leave them alone. Everyone's mental health matters. It doesn't matter what team they play for, whether it's your team or another team. So don't use mental health as an excuse for your own player, but then, you know, make it a free-for-all for people on the opposite team. So there is countless players that are getting abused right now, but I'm going to highlight the ones that we're not talking about because the only ones that seem to be getting talked about is Leah Williamson. Now, I'm not saying that she deserves that hate. She doesn't. But it's actually pretty minor compared to what other people are getting. Jess Carter has been getting abused for absolute weeks for no apparent reason. Her call was questioned to England when she's been putting cracking performances for Chelsea. There's no reason why she should not be in the England lineup. She's probably one of the best defenders that we have right now. She has earned that spot 10 times over. So what is the hate? Why? why? Just because your favourite hasn't been called up? Your favourite might not have been called up for whatever reason. Okay, so just stop and think okay just because someone is your favorite doesn't automatically warrant them to be called up okay it's not about that it's about whether they're you know about their game time about what their contributions good enough for england and jess carter is a cracking good player like she is the unsung hero at the moment at chelsea and you can't help but think that this is all underlying racism because there's no there's no other reason to why people are hating on her do you know why why i suspect racism is because when haters get called out they say oh it's because she plays for chelsea i'm like okay whatever but then they're praising neve charles are getting called up who plays for chelsea so what is the difference between neve charles and jess carter you already know the answer to that question both those players have earned their right to be called up okay so don't use oh because just Carter plays for Chelsea I don't want it to be called up as an excuse when you're praising Neve Charles for getting called up you get annoyed when people think you're being racist but what's the reason then in the words of Cardi B what is the reason what is the reason there is no reason other than the fact that it's unconscious bias and I'm getting sick of it and I need to call it out for what it is unless someone can give me a very valid reason to why they're hating on her and why they don't want it to be called up when she's doing cracking performances for Chelsea then I'm happy to listen but for then, I'm just going to think you're prejudiced because it's getting out of, out of control. You're literally sending the poor girl hate all the time. I see it in my For You page. That that thing on Twitter is broken. Like, we don't need that, Elon. Like, Elon, take it out. People don't need it at the best of times, but footballers, celebrities, they don't need to see that, okay? So just stop it, okay? Second one, Sam Kerr. Why, why are we always hating on Sam Kerr, calling her ar- arrogant? You look into Sam Kerr, you watch her interviews, you listen to her. She's far from being ar- arrogant. There is a lot of things that I would call Sam Kerr, but arrogant is not one of them, 
okay? And what does she do to shut everyone up? She goes and scores an absolute worldie against us um, in the England and Australia game. The same as she did at the Emirates, okay? So just stop hating on her because A, it's wrong, and B, she's going to make you pay in the worst way possible. And there is a Chelsea and Arsenal game coming up next month. Like, there's no valid reason for you to be hating on Salon Kerr, okay? You're just making up stories and making mountains over merhills because oh she didn't look at the scottish sam kerr she didn't look her in the eyes she's so arrogant no sam's legit spoke about having social anxiety and part of that is not looking people in the eye and also you only saw a minute less than a minute interaction when it was a five minute interaction okay so stop reaching and stop just being awful okay and sending hate next one lauren james also sends back into the possible racism why she's probably one of the best wingers that we have at the moment so what, what's the reason what is the reason steph horton steph horton she deserves answers she was our captain for so long literally brought england through the trenches to what it is now she deserves answers and finally i have I have a lot of mixed feelings towards Beth Mead and the comments she's made in the past. But let's not talk about the Olympic comments because they're valid. They're valid. She said she was suffering from mental health. That is a valid thing to think negative of your friends. I'm sorry. To the people that are judging her saying that, oh, you shouldn't say that about your friends, like, etc., etc. I hope you never go through mental health. I hope that you never think that the whole world is against you, including your friends, as so you think negative of them. Okay. There's a lot of things you can question Beth Mead for, but don't question her for those comments because they're valid in the pits of mental health. Doesn't make them right, but they're valid. And yeah, finally, let's go to Leah Williamson because everyone's talking about it and it really frustrates me because she's not the only one that's suffering, okay? But doesn't make it right for her to suffer. That game the other day was a team effort. Yes, Leah had a poor performance and we need to, we need to set that because it's true. Half of those mistakes were down to her. Both goals were down to her. But let's just draw a line under it. Let's just move on. It was a bad performance. All we can do now is learn from it. Okay, so just stop the online hate, guys. It's just got to stop. I've spoken about this before. And if you follow me on social media, you know that I've been very vocal about this. And you might think I'm being one-sided or biased or whatever. But let me just let me just set the record straight. I'm not the type of person to come and defend a player on the level that I'm about to if I don't think there is some warranty to it and that this person deserves a call-up. I'm not the type of person to do that. We all have our favourite players, but that automatically doesn't mean they have to get called up just because they're your favourite. So let me let me break this down. When I saw the lineups, I was concerned because there was only two strikers, Rachel Daly and Alessia Russo. Rachel Daly made sense. Her current run in the WSL is so impressive and she's this leading's top English scorer. On the, on the other hand, I have found Alessia Russo's form a little bit hit and miss after the Euros. What she did in that in tournament was incredible. You know, she was the third top leading scorer, second overall for England. Incredible. But since then, I have found her a little bit hit and miss. It didn't make sense to me why a third striker hadn't been called up, even if it was just for two games. I would have even liked to see Ebony Sabin called up, because even though the NWSL season has only just begun, she was called up for the Arnold Clark Cup in February, off-season. So to me, even Ebony was an option to be called up. To me, after watching those two games, I was at the Australia game and I watched the Brazil game on TV, one of our problems is a lack of a number nine. 
Ellen White retiring last year left a massive gaping hole in that squad. Yes, we have proven that we can get goals from anywhere, but sometimes you need that solid number nine in the box to get those goals or work for them where they're needed. I don't understand why Rachel wasn't started as she has the abilities to get those goals. She was only on the pitch for five minutes against Brazil and had a great shot on goal. Alessia works better as fresh legs a super sub but to be fair to her i thought the first 20 minutes of the australia game she performed really well and was trying but then it fell flat that's why she works better as a super sub so i'm gonna sound like a broken record but we need bethany england let's be real i don't want to hear oh we don't want any spurs players though no stop that some are saying that as a joke but some are being deadly serious no i don't care what team someone plays for if they're the best i want them representing my country and to me that is bethany last month she became the top leading wsl english goal scorer of all time and second overall she has scored five goals in seven games for Spurs. She's literally carrying that team on her back. She is grafting. She is everywhere. I don't understand what the issue is because no one is asking Serena the question. She has scored 11 goals in 21 appearances for England. She got a goal past our number one in February. Her current WSL goal tally for the season is only one behind Alessia, who has had a lot more game time than her. I know I'm just listing records here. I know I'm just listing records here. But if I'm going to come and defend someone like this, I'm going to at least make sure I don't look stupid. Also, a side note, with that record being made last month, where were the WSL social media posts about it? Again, I don't care if someone plays for Spurs or in the National League. I want to see credit where credit is due, please. Like, come on, a record's just been set. I want to see it. I want to see it being celebrated, okay? The only people to post about it was Spurs. Come on, where, are the, where is the credit? Like, come on. As soon as Sam Kerr hit 50 goals, the WSL was posting about it. I just want it to be fair, and it's not fair right now. We can all banter about Spurs, but our men's captain plays for Spurs and has his own record. Guys, just get over the Spurs thing and focus on the facts that is written. Anyway, it has nothing to do with team performances anyway because, because Katie Robinson, no disrespect, just stating a fact, got called up when Brighton are at the bottom of the table. Yeah, they made the FA Cup semi-final, but they're still bottom of the WSL table. Bethany got Spurs their first win in months. I don't quite understand what is happening. People are saying it's because she doesn't gel with the team. Again, if that is true, which I doubt it is because she's known some of those players forever, I honestly don't care. We want the best of the best. Yes, football is football, but it's still a job at the end of the day. You don't get on with everyone you work with but you are civil. I am pretty sure she's not the devil though. So people are just making up excuses now. So the small group of people that are making really poor excuses to why she's not being called up or slating her for whatever reason. I'm sorry she doesn't fit into your perfect England clique or you hate Spurs, Chelsea or whatever. Your preference doesn't take away from the fact she's made all these records and deserves a call up. I was also having this discussion with a friend. And we concluded that a lot of people are post-Euro fans. So they don't know what she can truly do because she was on the bench. The Euros isn't the blueprint. Yes, it, it highlighted a lot of talent, but it didn't highlight it all. To me, Bethany is Ellen White's natural replacement and should be the number nine at the World Cup. But I don't know if it's too late now. I really hope it's not because I'm not confident in the current chances that we have. If 
only Rachel started against Brazil or Australia, I'd be able to make a better opinion. But clearly, something isn't working there. I'm not saying Bethany is going to be the magical fix, but she is a viable option that should be explored. This camp was the perfect chance to do that, but for some reason, it didn't happen. This is no disrespect to Rachel or Alessia either. I think they're great, but Alessia works better as a super sub, and I don't think we've seen enough of Rachel against big international sides in recent times. I also think that her defence skills are too valuable to lose to completely move her forward. I've got to give her credit though, I've got to give Rachel credit. I think the games would have been totally different if she started them. She's proven herself to be a cracking number nine in the league. She's proven that by being this season's top English scorer. I just wanted to see her properly against a bigger side so I could have more confidence in her as a striker for England because we haven't seen enough on her at an international level as our number nine. Just because someone's doing great in the league doesn't mean it translates the same at England. Serena hasn't given Rachel enough time to prove herself. Yes, she performed really well against Italy, but I'm not convinced on one performance right now. Overall, I think we need the balance and the mix of Bethany, Rachel and Alessia. Bethany is an old-fashioned type of striker. Rachel is highly versatile. And Alessia is a modern striker. So I don't quite understand why Serena only called up two people, especially when Bethany's in the form that she's in right now. She's carrying Spurs on her back. She literally gave up Chelsea, which was obviously a, a dream to her and, you know, was her dream career. But for the sake of her career, she left and went to Spurs, of all places, to get game time. And yeah, I'm not saying that old Smash calls for a, a, a call-up, but look at what she's done. You need that type of striker in the England squad. You do. You do. That's my opinion. And I just, I'm worried. I am worried. Okay, and even if, if if Serena didn't want Bethany, I'm not convinced on Alessia as number nine. Rachel should be given more game time if for whatever reason she doesn't want Bethany, but to me Bethany is the answer. But I'm not I'm not saying that she's gonna go into that camp and magically change it. I'm i I'm waiting to be proven wrong. I'm waiting for it, but I don't think I will be. But that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. So following on from that, I just want to briefly touch upon England's chances overall and how the squad is looking. Now, I think the number nine is one of the area of concerns that needs to be talked about more, but it's not the only cause for concern. I will be talking about Millie Bright and her impact in a little while, but I first want to focus on other aspects of the field. First off, I want to talk about wingers because there's a talk of Beth Mead and her focus to get to the World Cup. Whilst I admire her for that and it's good to have a positive focus after a difficult year, I don't think it's healthy all right it's too soon and she doesn't want to risk a further injury the thing is as much she is an incredible player to put it bluntly we don't need her so it's not right to push her recovery we have the wingers to cover her that have been performing to a high standard week in week out and those players are lauren james lauren hemp chloe kelly and jess park those are the four wingers i want personally at the world cup and i believe we would be unstoppable wingers are not our problem lauren james is literally one of the best young players that we have at the moment lauren hemp is a goat at the age of 22 chloe kelly despite what i've said before is one of the players post euro that continues 
continues to put in regular performances. And Jess Park is on fire at the moment with her loan for Everton. It wouldn't be fair to take away an opportunity from those four to give to someone we would be taking on a performance a year ago. We don't even know she'd be up to that standard. I'm so sorry that Beth is going through what will be the worst time in her life, but I, I, I gotta be real. I'm an Aries with ADHD from Barnsley. It's not in my nature to sit to her on a subject. I'm like a bulldozer and that is a blessing and a curse. I've got to separate from the sentimental. People want to preach about football. Oh, it's not fair. Like, it's a business, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? This is a prime example. It's not fair to take an opportunity away from those four wingers to take someone who has just done their ACL not even a year ago. If she was to make some magical recovery, it's not fair to her just because she was the joint golden boot winner at the Euros. Her focus should be the Olympics and the next Euros. She's only 27. There's a chance she'll be at the next World Cup. The same can't be said for Frank Kirby. I'm scared, lads. Even Serena's scared. Her absence is even greater than the lack of a number nine right now. Ella Toon has been covering her spot, but like Alessia Russo, Ella works best as a super sub. Yes, Ella got a goal against Brazil and it was a cracking one, but overall, it's not working. Our best midfield is Fran, Kira Walsh and Georgia Stanway. Kira and Georgia are great, but with Fran, the midfield, it's just magical. She is so good on the attack and getting that ball. She's good in the build-up play. She's good at goals. She's irreplaceable and it is showing. We need her at the World Cup and the thought of her not being there is actually quite frightening. There's only one other thing that concerns me about the World Cup, aside from not having a clear number nine and the possibility of not having Frank Kirby, and that is the possibility of not having Millie Bright. Now, full disclosure, if you haven't worked out yet from my social medias, Millie Bright is actually one of my favourite players, like, probably top three. So this was actually more heartbreaking to me than just the average person. I've been asking forever, when was Millie going to get the credit she deserves and what was it going to take for people to see the importance of her as a player? As arguably the best English centre-back. Millie, hon, I, I did not mean for you to go and get injured. Emma, she's not fine. We still don't know what the extent of her injury is because no one tells us anything. I just need to know... Now, the thing with Millie Bright is that she's one of the last of the dying breed of old-fashioned style centre-back. Down and dirty, a legit brick wall. There's nothing pretty about it. We have this wave of defenders coming through that can cover both full and centre. But Millie, for the best of time, is a centre-back to her core. There's nothing wrong with being versatile, but we're losing the old style of centre-backs. That is one of the reasons that I'm gutted for Steph Horton is because she's a similar breed of centre-back. I miss that old-fashioned type of player, like with strikers. Football is always changing and adapting, but you need that hint of classic, and that is Millie. She gets ahead on the ball, she blocks, she defends like no other. Her tackles aren't always clean. She can be a risk, as we saw at the last World Cup, but overall, she's just a cracking good centre-back and the best one that we have. To be fair, if we had Alex Greenwood, we could be okay because she's close to that style, but overall, it's looking bleak. So I'm going to make a very bold statement now, but I stand by it. We cannot win the World Cup without Millie Bright. Leah Williamson is great, but she responds better with a partner she's in tune with. She's not good being out on her own. Why she was thrown together with Esme Morgan, well, I will never know. It is mind-boggling. She works better with a vocal partner like Millie and Raphael at club level. If Leah has Alex, it's better, but not the same. So yeah, guys, I'm going to be in mourning until Millie comes back. And that ends this week's podcast. It's kind of a new style for me where I just want to be brutally honest, but like, 
also try and be fair at the same time. I will have a more structured episodes where it's more me just talking about topics um, without really passing too much opinion on them. Um, but I kind of liked doing this. It kind of helped me put my opinion out there and also try and be fair at the same time. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Bye.